we're here. And this is the Flowcast. And yep. we're hanging out with Val. <laughs> <laughs> Val Pal. Val Pal, yes. Val Pal. I love it when I see that on the receipt. On the letter, yeah. Yes. So uh, com completely forthright here about everything. Val works here at the Flow Place. Yeah, um, happily. <laughs> so you started floating here before you worked here, right? Yeah. So the first time, so I'm 24 now. Uh, I just turned 24, actually. Ooh, happy birthday, girl. Thanks. Um, the first time I ever floated here, I think I was about like 16, 17. Okay. And my sister had gotten it for me. Shout out to Brianna uh, for introducing me to floating. She got it for me for my birthday. Shout out, Bri. Thank you. Yeah. Um, which is how I met Helene also. Okay. Coincidentally, before I ever floated. And um, I think the first time I, I was getting into it, I was very eager, but I was kind of looking at it in a different way. You know, I was young, and I was like, smoking pot all the time and I was yeah. just like oh cool like is it like psychedelics man like you're just kind of like hallucinating in like a dark room um and then I left after my first float and I was like oh wow <laughs> you know completely different from what I expected in the best way possible um because I had was very new to like being mindful and um just practicing being present mm -hmm. and I think at the time I had like a lot going on mentally just like being young and like having teen angst you know, I just had a lot of things in my mind that I didn't know needed sorting out right, right. in a way. So when I first did it, I, I knew that I had never felt anything like that before. Um, but then I didn't do it for a while. Right? I kind of like went MIA uh, and just like disappeared. Um, that happens to a lot of people. And you, you probably have seen that uh, working here. Some people will say, come out and they're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. I'll be back. And it's like. Four years later. You know, months have gone by. Where where were you? Yeah. Or yeah. people will come in and they're like, yeah, and I'll look at their their account and they haven't been here in like six years and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Definitely need a float. Yeah. <laughs> so I know some stuff built up between yeah. then and now. Hop in. Yeah, yeah. So um it's been a crazy journey and floating has somehow always just like been like this weird little constant that would come up every night. Cause then I didn't float again for like maybe like three years, four years. Uh and then when I did it again the second time, I was like, okay, I have to try to find a way to do this a little bit more. Right. Because I think there's something missing. And clearly this is helping me find that key to what's missing. So you know? yours, so a few things about what you were saying. So first, let me just continue on that. So you're, um, it's more mental for you, floating, or it's more physical, or it's kind of like a blend, or it's depending on the day. Because I'll have those where I'm like, you know, if I go to jujitsu in the morning, I'm like, I got to float because I'm sore as hell right now. Oh, you do jujitsu? That's so cool. Yeah, I started like two months ago. I started on my birthday. So that's dope. Yeah. Um, I think it would be a little bit of both. I think at first, I thought it was going to be like mostly mental, and it was. But then because I was always lifting, I've, I mean, I've been training for about like ten years, uh, in the gym, so. Once I felt what it did to my body, I was like, oh my, there's so many, there's so many things going on here, mm. so many components going on here. I actually bought Epsom salts for my house because of floating. <laughs> and Love I started it. the floating in my bathtub, you know, because I was like broke and I was just like, I didn't have a car or whatever the case was. Uh, and so, and in a weird way, it actually taught me how to help myself recover physically also, you know, whether I had the tools that you have here or not. Uh, right. So, so you used an interesting word right there when you're talking about the gym that not a lot of females use, honestly, which is lifting. Mm. A lot of females will say, I went to the gym, or I'm going to go do cardio, or I went to the I went on the treadmill, right, you know, right, whatever, right. which is great. I'm not, not knocking them at all. I'm knocking them, don't worry. But, <laughs> but what you said is very different. Um, yeah. Um, that's funny. Actually, somebody else brought that up to me the other day, um, a really nice customer that came in. Um, yeah, no, I, I take training very seriously. I call it the little laboratory. I love that. You know? Like you're... <laughs> In the lab, you're in the zone. 
and mixing stuff together. Um, it's my like therapy. I don't know what I would do without the gym. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about breaking yourself down to slowly build yourself up that is like, not to sound really corny, but I feel like it's like the epitome of like the human spirit. You're mm -hmm. kind of just like destroying yourself. And then through the process of building yourself, you really find out like who you are. Right. You know? Are you staying broken or are you going back in the next day? You know? Stronger. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. It, it is great that you can see, usually you can see the progress as it's coming along. So right. you can see yourself, you know, compare yourself to where you were three or six months ago right, and right. see you know, how much you've grown. Progress. You know? Yeah. Or even how much better you deal with things even outside of the gym where it's like, you know, as a result of this, now I deal with that so much better and things come easier. You know, you That's know. a good point. Yeah, I never actually thought about that way. Because it, it does help you look at people differently, too. Because the gym is actually a very social place. You wouldn't think that it is. But you see a lot of different walks of life, a lot of competition, yeah. a lot of testosterone or estrogen. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that competitive edge. Yeah. You always feel like you have to be better than somebody. You kind of have to learn how to outgrow that, too, when you're in an environment like that. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, jujitsu has been I was just gonna monumental say. with that. because. So reading about starting it, um, one of the first things I learned is that essentially for the first, like, four or six or eight months, like, you're pretty much getting your butt kicked every day. Yeah. Um, you don't know anything, right? You don't know anything. And a lot of the other people in the gym have been going there for a couple months themselves. So even having a couple months over you, which has zero months experience, it's like right. you're getting your butt kicked, you right. know, and they're loving it because now they get to try out all their moves they've been learning on somebody who doesn't know as much as they do. Mm. So it's a great learning, really learning experience kind of for everybody, you know? Um, Would you say it's like a humbling experience? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I got well, we can have a bucket pinned by a chick who's like a hundred, <laughs> like one hundred and six pounds, and it's like don't get me wrong, I'm not a big guy, but I'm not one hundred and six. Right. You know? She's like, like five foot one. Oh yeah, and she's, she's like, like I got this. Yeah, and she's she has a um, I'm not sure where she's from. But she has an accent, like she has an Asian accent, and that's what she's like. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I was like, ah, <laughs> like all right though, that's good. I was like I got you, girl. I'm gonna get you. She's like, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll be waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, she's got a belt on. She tightens it, <laughs> yeah. looks at me. I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. Gets the nunchucks out. Yeah. Like <laughs> but it's been great though. I, I try to go to the early morning classes wow, because I find that if I don't, other things get in the way, and then I will have whatever gets in the way. I say quote because it doesn't really get in the way. I just say that it gets in the way, and then I don't go. Mm. And so it's almost like uh, if I don't do it early on, I'll go later on, and then something that. I easily could do and then still go later on. We'll come up and I'm like, ah, I guess I can't go now because I had to do that and that. Mm. It's like I look for the excuse. So if I get up and do it early on, I don't give a chance for the excuse to pop in. I just go and get it done and I'm done by 7, 10 in the morning. Wow, so you go to great. like 6 a.m.? Yeah, I try to go to the 6 a.m. Um, wow. And then get done and it's like, all right. you know. Now your whole day is... Even if I don't do anything productive, which I will, but if I don't do anything productive for the rest of the day, I'll feel good about that day because at least I went... There, I went right. to the gym, went to jujitsu, jiu whatever it is, right? And I got that done. I used to feel the same way about yoga, and I would go, I would go to the early morning classes because I got for the same reason. I would feel good at the end of it, and, right. and nothing got in the way of getting it done. Hot yoga, regular yoga? I can't do hot. I tried hot once. You can't do cold either. I heard. So the rumors around the block are. It's uh. <laughs> no yeah. cold plunge. Yeah, I haven't no, seen you yeah, in there. I, I'm like an iguana. I like a I got a window of temperature, <laughs> a and that's it. That's yeah. Funny. Um. But yeah, the uh, the hot stuff was too much for me. I enjoyed it, but it just was like I can't. I sweat enough as it is. Like, Do you I'm, really? Yeah, I'm a, I'm I would never. I don't not that. Yeah, I just. There's a body type that needs to sweat all the time. I just never would peg you for that. Yeah, I don't like the hot stuff. 
right. I got a lot. I, I sweat enough doing regular stuff, regular mm. flow yoga. I like the, the vinyasa flow. You sweat a lot during that too, huh? Yeah. Because it's, it's constant, you're constantly moving. Yeah. And I used to go to um, Coco Motion. And that was a good workout there. And I, I also go to um, sometimes our Free Spirit in Sayville. Okay. And oh. They don't have one on Rocky Point? Uh, they do, but I live down in Holbrook now. Okay. So, oh, okay. That's yeah. Yeah, but it is good. I do get a lot out of that, and, and at the end, same thing. I feel very accomplished. Like, all right, I got through that, and I feel right. great, you know? Right, right. Um, get the juices flowing. But, and then everything else, even though I don't need to do anything for the day to feel productive, I do more things because I did that one thing. You, you, know, ju- you like jump-started a, your day. Yeah, because I got the ball rolling and, and move. It, it's, you know, object in motion tends to stay in motion, right? So Correct. It's like, all right, so move. Get, you get your butt that. going. Let's yeah. go. It's, it's, about that. Yeah, it's, it's very true, yeah. 100%. Do you think that, because just from what I've observed, because I've noticed that you're very, you're very productive. Uh, I, mean, I don't know you at home, but, <laughs> but you seem very productive here. I'll take that. But I seem very productive. Good. Um, Much more accurate. Do you, do you find yourself as a person that gets bored easily? Like you always kind of have to keep yourself distracted um, in a good way or whatever that means. Yes and no. So yes, until I find something that I love and I'm into, and then I'm all about you're it. You're honed in. And it's easy for me to focus on it. Um, However, I, I can't, once I, I'm like, I love that. And then once I see something else, though, I'm like, all right, later. And then I kind of focus on whatever, you know. So it's easy for me to kind of go from one thing to another. I've noticed that. You seem like you have, you're very, like, I don't even know how I would explain it. I suppose from the actions that you portray, it seems like you're reflecting a lot of ideas that you have. Yeah. Um, Which I find very interesting. It is, and it's also one of the, uh, I think, points of my frustration. Mm, say more about Because that. I feel, and I'm limited by the same amount of time that everybody else is on Earth, but I feel like I'm limited by time. And it's like, I would love to do all these things, and I don't have the time to do a, a tenth of them. Yeah. Like, you know? And then I look at somebody like Elon Musk, who I'm does. Dude. I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I don't. I felt that and too, man. It's funny. Hardy's like, well, that's because he's like a he's an alien or a robot. I'm like, no, he's not. He's a dude just like I am. He goes to the bathroom. He's a see, lizard. He's a poops and he wakes up like I do. Like he's the same guy. Like I don't you know, I I don't it's amazing to me. It, it truly is amazing to me. Yeah. Um but I think that all right, so then I look back at other things in my life and decisions that I've made and wonder if they would have made a difference to now. So like I look back at at college stuff. It's like, I went to Suffolk, got my two-year degree, and then that was Shout it. Shout out to Suffolk. Whoop, whoop. The Sharks. And, uh, <laughs> but then that was it. I never really took too many in-depth courses as far as like business planning or planning in general or like mm. other things that maybe would help me kind of. That would be a little more significant to you. Yeah, and maybe would help me kind of figure out a way to, I don't know, navigate. set myself up better. Yeah, navigate, exactly. Yeah. Things so that have more success and, yeah. and, and better, you know. Um, and to manage my time better, um, so that I could take advantage of some of those ideas that I have in my head. Yeah. It, you know, time management's big. Yeah, yeah, but it is. I, I will say, going in, like floating is definitely a big source of like a lot of the ideas that I have. Really? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like when I go in there, even if I go in there focused on one thing that's going on, whatever it may be, once the lights go out and everything's off and I'm in there, it's like. I'll either hone in on that really, really closely or kind of something else where I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, let me focus on that for a minute. And it's like another good wow. thing, you know. I don't know if that's – I mean, I'm sure other people have that, but I feel like that's pretty unique. I don't think a lot of people do that. 
I yeah, I think having the 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 absence of anything is is could be good for I think artists kind I of. I was gonna say, thing. I think you got like that right brain kind of creativity going on because not a lot of people go in there like and have these manifestations or have these ideas, which is fine. Some people go do it for other reasons. Yeah. I'm more analytical, maybe more uh, mental, but yeah, it's interesting. I learned last year that well, I shouldn't say I learned. I read some studies that were talking about brain activity between. Um, creatives and artists and like musicians right. and also entrepreneurs and business people and they're saying that it really comes from the same place it's just how like kevin who works here versus me how we manifest it kevin manifests it on a piece of canvas or a piece of art and he's like oh here it is and he can show it to you and i'm like oh well here's a business idea that i have and here's a new website for it and i can show it to you mm. and it kind of comes from the same place it's just how it's done is 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 different right how it, how it's actually done yeah yeah like how, and it's cool because they were showing like the actual brain activity of those individuals. And it's like, here's the brain activity of an entrepreneur mm. versus the brain activity of a sculptor. And it's like, holy crap, it looks exactly the same. That's interesting. And it's, it, it, it comes from nowhere. And that's the important part from of source. it. It comes from no, in, somewhere in here, but it's nowhere in particular. But that's where, that, where an idea for a, a beautiful picture that Kevin does. And that's where a silly website that I make comes. It comes from the same place. You I know? didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's. Really, I didn't know that either till last year. It's wow. it makes a lot of sense though when you think about it. And then when it I talked to Kevin about, um, I just found out he did all these. By the way, oh really? Very. I just found <laughs> out he's on the TV too. So I'm a little slow. That's you guys. Um, <laughs> I talk to Kevin sometimes about um, almost like hitting like a creative wall, so to speak, or like right, writer's you know, block, artist block. Yeah, or like just usually it's like a self limiting thing because usually I find if I just like write my way through it or kind of, you know, whatever, work my way through it, it'll, mm. it'll, I'll just be through it before I even know it, you know? Mm. But Kevin talks about the same thing and how he experiences it and um, and the feelings and emotions that he that he expresses are very similar to the ones that I have. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. And it makes me, yeah, it makes me kind of appreciate the artist mentality. And, uh, and the process of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, something that I found really interesting that I've always wanted to uh, – somehow verbalize because okay so when i first started working here obviously i was fascinated right by the whole thing the whole process once i started working here and seeing how everything worked i was like wow this is like a little organism inside an organism mm -hmm. um and when i heard i don't know if i'm allowed to say this but when i heard the recording of your your interview right with cherry yeah okay Am I allowed to say yeah yeah okay. totally yeah for sure um so when i when i heard that I was really like even more so taken back than I was originally because when I again when I first came here I was already impressed just about how it was like a little living organism. I was mm. impressed by how you attracted a certain community because no matter how nice your business looks or how good the intention of the product is, like if you don't know how to attract the community for it, it could be chaos. You yeah. know, you can have a really nice storefront, but then the people that come in are crazy, which they're not here. Um, yeah, I was so, very fortunate with the amount of people, but the but the. No, um, you did to, it yourself. With the people that came in. Well, yeah, I like mean. Like, you created it. And that's kind of what I'm what I'm going at here is, like, so I already had those ideas in mind, right? And then I hear the interview, and you said something. You said how the first time you ever did it, it was, like, in some guy's basement, right? It was with the pod. First time I did it was in Manhattan um, in, a, in a physical there. therapy place. Yeah, in the pod, right? Yeah, in a pod, yep. In yep. Serenity. And... You said like the first float, you didn't even really float. You, you the most time you spent was like just looking at how everything worked. Oh yeah, yeah. And you said something really interesting. You said I could do this. I could totally do this. And 
I just can't grasp sometimes the fact that all of this, like all the the rooms, you know, like all the the process that goes into floating, uh, the maintenance, the the post float room, the staff, like the people that come in, it this all started from one idea. Just like every little physical thing you see, like the TV, the couch, like this was all idea in someone's head before it was ever real. And I think the fact that this was a little tiny random intrusive thought in your head and this is the reality that you made it into is like it's, it's crazy because even if you just look at like you said the people that come here and then they don't come again in six years even those people there's thousands of people that have come here I mean, have you ever just like looked in the you're probably really busy but sometimes i just like look at how many people are in here and like look at all the names like there's like seven valentinas here by the way <laughs> stole my name not okay with it um but the point is that there's Thousands of people that have come here, and whether they know it or not, they've had a slight change in their life. Maybe they were able to process something that they really needed to process, or maybe they're, they're you know, they were able to not feel pain for the first time in a long time. Maybe they met someone here or leaving here that they wouldn't have been able to connect to had they not been uh, in that mental process or, or connected to that mental activity, mm. in that space, rather, that you did. And obviously, I know because you you know you seem very modest, very humble. Like you probably don't want to like take all that credit, but I think that it's definitely something to notice that all this, all the people that are here, all the people that have been so like touched and connected, all from one idea. Oh, thank I I do appreciate that's that. Crazy. I, I do. It is it is crazy. Um, and I do think about it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I I do. Think about it, it's amazing. I work here. It's 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 it truly is amazing. I um how everything happened, like and even things that were seemingly unfortunate at the time that right. ended up working out like all right well i guess you know that's that's that and then we made it work and now it just is what it is you know? it, yeah um but it's been cool and it's it's you know you hear it all the time i used to hear it all the time growing up where it's like oh my god everything happens so fast and like a blink of an eye and all of a sudden it really is where it's like oh my god like i swear to you val last week i had my flow tank in my basement <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just last week to me, and I all of a sudden, I try to think about it. Like it's true. It's it's amazing. It really is. Um, were you scared though? Like no, no. Mm -mm. That you were gonna fail? No, no. It was for a couple reasons. One, and like this may sound funny, but like it, it really is a true truth. The float tank was in my basement, the basement of my house. Right, right. You I still have, live there now, same house. No, still okay. live there. No, I'm getting into that. I'll get into that off air. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, in the basement of my house that I lived in with my then wife and my son. It's like, I'm not going to not pay the mortgage. I'm not going to not pay the bills. I'm not going to lose my house. You had your son already at that time? Mm -hmm. Maybe wow. one. Wow, wow. Just about one years old. Um, I was like, I'm not going to give any of this up. Right. Like, I'm not going to lose this. So, like, at the very least, I'm going to get my own float tank out of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, no, even if it didn't work as a business, like, I'll, I'll be all right. It'll suck for a while. But it sucked going into it. So, it's like, just say. par for the course at this point, you know? Yeah. But no, I knew it was going to work. I knew it was going to work. I just was, I just knew. I knew it was going to work. I knew it. It wasn't, I don't know. The same way I know that Bitcoin would be worth a million dollars in about 2030. You it, predicted that? It, no, I, I predict, I'll say it right now. Yeah. But, <laughs> you heard um, it here first. Yeah. I, um, I just knew that it was going to work. I knew that I couldn't be the only person on Long Island that wanted to do it. Um, Clearly. Yeah. However, I will say to answer your question more truthfully, the only time I was ever nervous so i opened up november 1st of 2013 okay, so like january like 2nd of 2014 so like two months later 
somebody opened up in Deer Park, where we own now. Oh. So I opened up in my basement in November, and a storefront opened up in Deer Park. For floating? For floating, Den- December 1st. So that's when I was like, I'm dead in the water here. Yeah. Like, who's going to come to my house and float when you can go to a place on Deer Park Avenue and float, you know? That was the only time I was a little bit nervous. However, I had something that he didn't have, and this isn't a knock on him. This is just the way that it is, and that's this podcast. Really? This podcast is the only reason you're sitting here, and it's because through this podcast, other people heard about float, the float place much more than they heard about infant flotation, and um, as a result of that, people came in and floated. Somebody came in and bought a gift certificate gift certificate for somebody named Hardy. You might know that guy. <laughs> and then Hardy came in and started floating and him and I chatted it up. The guy could talk forever. So yes, I couldn't get it up forever and ever. <laughs> and him and I hit it off and then he came out of his third float and he's like, You I want to I want in. Oh yeah. I was like, what? You want Wow, in? he was all in after float three? Float three, yeah. He was like, Yeah I want in. I was like, Yeah, I'm like, you got money? He was like yeah, I'm like, oh, have a seat, sir. Let's figure this. <laughs> By all means, let's figure this just out. Get me out of the basement. Get you into the float tank. And it, it honestly, at, at that point, it was a little bit of survival because mm-hmm. I knew it was only a matter of time before me I would lose to the guy in Deer Park. Right. I, I would. Um, and what ended up happening was, um, befriended the guy in Deer Park, John. Still very, I'm cool with him. So is Hardy. And Hardy and I ended up teaming up and buying him. From Deer Park, and that's where the flow place is now. That's where he was. That's where he was. So when I heard about him opening, I hung up the phone and I walked into my living room. I, th- I might have never told the story. I don't know. I I found out about it through a weird sequence of events, and I hung up the phone and I was freaking petrified. And I walked into my living room, and I don't know where it came from, but I walked in my living room and I looked at my wife and my in-laws and my infant son, and I said. Some guy just opened up a float float center in Deer Park. And I'm going to beat him. And I'm going to buy his space from him. And my wife was like, what? Okay. Here's the baby. He needs to be changed. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, okay, whatever. And that's exactly what that happened. That's exactly what happened. Not a knock, you know, beat in business terms. We outlasted him, beat him out, and and I bought a center for him. And he moved on to doing great things. I think he lives in Hawaii now. He makes... Beautiful woodwork. The woodwork he does is incredible. It, it it's absolutely amazing. Like it's no, the, uh, oh. that's um somebody else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Does, uh, amazing. John Pappas. You can look him up on Instagram. His stuff is fucking phenomenal. Astronomy teacher. There's lessons out there. Anyway. So um he went he tr- he went a different route. So it ended up working out for everybody. So so it's not like we beat him and then we were like, hey, latest sucker. Right. It, 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 it wasn't worked. malicious. No, not at all. Um. And then Hardy and I moved to into Deer Park and, and ended up going from there. So it was a total sequence of, crazy. you know. But it took resolve, though. Yeah, it was hard. I will say that the has. summer going into, the summer of 2013 was probably, um, probably like one of the hardest times of my life. So I actually had some people pull me over and like, hey, you're all right, man. Like, do you need anything? Really? Yeah, because I had. playing on you mentally. And physically, too. So I was running. Managing a blimpy sandwich shop for my father six days a week. I was bartending in a clam bar in East Islip two nights a week. And I was building the float center and your father. overnight. And I and was husband. just as active as Peter's life as I am now. Right. You know. So it was like it was it was hard, but and I had a <laughs> I had a nineteen ninety nineteen ninety Honda Civic coupe. Um, okay. That the D X with no air conditioning. All right. You're the, riding around a little 
I was a hoopy girl. Yeah. It was a hoopy. And my driver's side window didn't go down. Oh, and perfect. my passenger side window would only go down like halfway. That's but wonderful. Yo, yo it was so <laughs> hot. It, and they, those, I, I will say, those were probably the toughest times. And I was like sitting at a red light and like just cooking, cooking, cooking in my car. Just contemplating your whole life. It was frustration, I think, more than anything else, because I knew the path I was on was. I was like, no, it's the it's freaking, right there, it's right but there. I can't touch it. But I'm just hot. It's just hot. Uncomfortable. And I couldn't get the help that I needed, which was more than anything else, was, which was financial help. Um, Do you think, it, looking back, money. like that, not getting it then it was the best thing. Was ever. a blessing. The best thing ever. What can you say? It was boot camp. It was like a boot camp for like what's next and like the stuff that came on next. Was I was ready for it, and I, I kind of took that on, and that was almost like boot camp for what came on next after that. Um, and then also too, some of the heartache that I had and some of the troubles I had after the pro place opened, maybe I wouldn't have been able to deal with them as much. You think maybe, so? Maybe I would have thought that I needed help from the outside, or else I'm not going to make it. Oh, Otherwise, you know. Interesting. But that's how I learned how to do all the stuff that I know how to do now, which is like I can't afford to pay anybody. YouTube. How do I do this? This place. Another. Thing that's responsible for it is 100% is YouTube. Wow. How do I do this? How do I do that? That's how I cocked the shower. You, girl. Best friend. Let's see. So you're sitting here. You're asking I was me like, that. wow, now I can do whatever. Well, I can do it. You think Bob about opening a side gig right away? Like, <laughs> yeah, think, I was yeah, thinking about it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> and that's great. That's the best way to be. It's great. But I, I something that I would love to leave with because um, I definitely admire like that resolve and that just ability to just okay, this is my idea, now I'm going to do it. Because not a lot of people have that. And mm -hmm. I find that young people, or people in my generation, either whether it be a little bit under or a little bit ahead, um, they kind of, there's that disconnect where they're just like very much up here. Mm -hmm. And not, it's, cog I guess, like cognitive dissonance where like logically and intellectually they understand this is something that they need to do. But then when it comes to doing it, they don't do it. Yeah. And so what yeah. would you tell a young person who wants to be somebody, who wants to make it, Maybe not necessarily as an entrepreneur, but it, that seems to be a very successful uh, mm. business setup. Well, how? What would you? What kind of advice would you give to them in in terms of uh, not letting those thoughts get to you and just doing it? Look at um, videos or read articles of elderly people that are in their golden years, they're about to pass on, mm. and what they talk about, and all they talk about is regret for things they didn't do. That's it. I mean, love, lost love, and like, you know, I, I regret I didn't spend more time with my children, which is weird because it's like, well, how am I supposed to explore these, all, all these opportunities and, and spend time with my kids? Like, Jesus, not, a, not enough time you in a day. And it's like, no, there is. You, you'll make the time. You'll, you'll figure it out. You will. You, you will. You will. Um, but those people, they all have regret for things they didn't do. And it's like, if that's what you want, then you're all good. But there's something that you really feel called to and you're like it's keeping you up at night and you think about it during the day and like it, it it's it's almost 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 like taxing if you don't do it and it's bothering you like yeah. you got to do it you got to at least explore it or at least explore other options that you can do it in like you know just because if you want to be a, a freaking i don't know personal trainer you don't necessarily have to do it five days a week start one day a week or start just watching videos mm. or start with just watching you don't have make, to be amazing right Start with a YouTube channel. and Hey, this is Val, my own personal training video, or whatever it is. And then go from there. 
where at least you can look back and be like, all right, well, I explored it and I kind of did it. Even though I kind of only dipped my toe in the water and did it kind of half-assed, at least I kind of did it. it, which is better than not doing it all. Right. But the ultimate is like, I'm freaking doing it and, and going all in with it. And mm-hmm. I will say with the, um, I think with the technology that we have in front of us today, there are very few things in the world that you kind of can't do electronically or you can't do like in your spare time and right. make another go at Network it. Network with somebody because everyone knows something now. You yeah, know? and it's so much easier than it was like 20 or 30 years ago. Like almost then I, now looking back, I almost kind of get it where somebody was like, I have no idea how I could even start doing that. It's like, mm. yeah, I don't blame you. I don't know how to do it either. Like, mm. And people are like, oh, well, go to the library and read this book and this book. Yeah, and no, like, I can't imagine driving with a map in my hand. Yeah, go to the library like and open up the freaking... Dewey, Dev- <laughs> Dewey Decimal. Yeah, the card catalog. <laughs> what are you talking Screw about? That guy. Whereas where now it's like everything's right there. And it's like, listen, I, I had to learn something about, excuse me, learn about something last week because mm-hmm. I just needed to. And it was like within 15 minutes, I was like answering all questions. And my wife was like, what do you, how do you know all this? And I'm like, yeah. I just watched like two YouTube videos. It was super easy. People we live in a crazy time. Yeah, people can't wait to help you, which is a good thing. A lot of, there are a lot of people out there that can't wait to help you. I like that. Which is really, it's really refreshing. Um, it truly is. To know how to accept help. Oh, yeah. Ask yeah. for it. Ask for it and accept it. And it's okay. We all need help. I need help all the time. Yeah. <laughs> There's this quote that I love that made me think about what we were talking about. It's by, I think it's by Les Brown, but I could be wrong. Maybe he got it from someone else. And it's like, it might be a little dramatic, but I feel like it correlates. And he's like, uh, when uh, you're on your deathbed, the ghost of the dreams and the goals that you had will confront you. And they'll say, we came to you. Only you could have done this. Only you could have yeah. gone down this path. And now we're going to die with you. Yep. And I, again, even though it's a little dramatic, it, it is very, like, poignant, I, guess, I think, in my opinion. Because, like you said, just that, that heavy thought of dying and knowing that there was so much more you could have given. That yeah. you, only you were meant to fulfill. Like, only you with your specific qualities and the specific way that you thought could have brought that to life and you didn't. Yeah, and I got these ghosts there. So I think we're going to leave this off by saying that we want you to be a goddamn Ghostbuster. <laughs> Keep him out of there. And who are you going to call? That's it. You got to call yourself. If not Val Pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Hector. And Hector, yes. Hector's <laughs> over here. He's wonderful. Chilling. Um, well, Val, we love here, having you here at the float place. I'm very grateful. I'm very honored. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Come back, uh, and we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit more floating next time we have you back on. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks, everybody, for checking it out, and we'll see you again soon on the, on the uh, floatcast. Later. <laughs>